Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Gorn Otaku Council Podcast. I'm Ace, that's McMillian. And today, we're going to be talking about one of our new favorite shows of the season, Fear and Beyond's Journey In. Um, and of course, much more. But of course, before we get to all that, if you'd like to join me, my friend McMillian, as we discuss all things anime, sometimes manga, then please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. With that being said, the council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. All right, everybody. Welcome back for another week. Welcome back to the council meeting. Thank you all for joining us today. How you doing today, mm-hmm. McMillian? I'm doing good, my friend. Well rested. Time to get back into it. <laughs> it's time to get back into it. All right. So why don't you go ahead and get, hit the people with the agenda today? All right. For the agenda today, as always, we're going to start off with the council announcements. Then we will be talking about uh, JJK episode 42 and 43. Then we'll be giving you guys the news um, that has been basically accumulating from this like past uh, couple of weeks, our weekly recommendation. And then we'll be ending it off with our uh, review of Furin uh, Beyond Journey's End. All right. Well, to be more exact, we're going to be starting off with um, Fear and Beyond's Journey's End, but that's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on to some council announcements. Um, starting this off, we do want to remind everybody that our last episode, um, episode 67.5, 67 part two, if you will, our Sukuna versus Maharaga review is out now on YouTube, as well as your favorite audio only platforms. You know, I do want to take this time to remind everybody that um, JJK is our feature anime um, right now for the podcast. What does that mean? So that means both me and McMillian are going to be covering JJK until it is over with. Um, mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be doing episode 42 and 43. So if you want to go ahead and skip to that review now, you can go ahead and you know go to the chapters in the description below. Um, moving on from there, um, we want to give an update on the Good Night World review. And um, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be candidly honest with you guys. I'm gonna look y'all. I'm gonna look right in the camera. All right, we re- we recorded it, okay? We recorded that episode, but then we burnt it. We burnt that episode, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna keep it straight with y'all. We did about 35 minutes, and after I got done with that recording, someone was like, "Nah, I'm not feeling this. I feel like everything I really need to say about this show, I can probably say in about five minutes." Yeah, so um, we're probably gonna hit you with a with it later. <laughs> Yeah, so what we're probably going to do is probably um, do like a little mini review and hit y'all with that in the next um, episode. I do apologize for that, but yeah. Um, But I guess once you hear our review, you'll understand why maybe we decided to go this route. Um, But moving on from there, I'm going to hand this, um, our last council announcement off to our friend McMillionaire. Yep, Uh, so far all of you know we have been, since the inception of Gurner Talk Council, we have been friends with a certain podcast called uh, The Blurred Mob. And I had the fortunate... um, opportunity to join uh foop over on the blurred mob podcast to talk about uh the marvels movie as well as this recent this the second season of loki um so if you're interested in either one of those please go ahead uh, over there and check them out and watch those uh those two reviews uh, that i was able to join them for all right with all that being said that is today that's all the council answers that we have for today or rather excuse me um, now we're going to hop into today's first review, starting us off once again with Fearance Beyond Journey's End. And we're going to once again start us off with a spoiler warning so for, for anybody who has not yet seen the show or may not necessarily fully caught up on all the episodes. This is your spoiler warning because we will be talking about, you know, things that have happened throughout the series um, throughout this discussion here. Mm-hmm. All right. So you want to go ahead and kick us off, Amelia? 
Yeah, uh, just to let you know, like at the time of this recording, I believe 12 episodes are out. So we'll be talking about stuff that happened within the, those 12 episodes, just so people are aware. 13 to be exact. But yeah, but we're going to keep it in the 12 episodes because I haven't seen the latest episode. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, technically <laughs> I could do that, but I'd be spoiling <laughs> Ace. Um, so yeah, so for, for those that, well, actually, if you're watching this point, you know what it is. Um, but so yeah, Furin, uh, we're going to basically talk about what we like about the show. And um, if we feel like you guys should watch it as well as like, you know, the characters and stuff like that. So just to get it started, um, I'll just say this. I really I'm really enjoying it. Um, I granted, I think when we first talked about Furin, I didn't realize it was the the first episode was one hour long. And I think it, it, that just goes to show how good it is, how good of a show it is. Um, yeah. So you seem like you wanted to say something. Yeah, no, I was just about to say, no, um, we might as well tell them what the hell this is. But no, you just mentioned if you're listening. Um, yeah, if you listen you past the spoiler. Is, but, if you, but just in case you don't, um, why don't you go ahead and at least tell them with the, you know, the plot of the show, just in yeah, case so people who are listening. That so may basically, not know what it is. Uh, yeah, so basically it centers around um, this girl named Furin who happens to be an elf who was a part of the hero's party of this world that... Uh, they once traveled to defeat the Demon King. They did so successfully. And then this is basically a story of her journey after those events and her deciding to basically spend more time. I want to say as, as like humans do, but it's more of like kind of reconnecting with her old party. Cause while she was adventuring, she didn't really get like, she took, kind of took the years there of their adventuring for granted because mm-hmm. as at the time of the show basically begins, it starts off with um, them at the end of their journey. And then it fast forwards to uh, Himmel's, uh, the hero's death, basically, and them rejoining him, uh, her getting basically like a reunion with a party at, at his funeral. And then she realizes, I kind of took all that time that we spent together for granted because to me, like I've lived for so long and I'll keep living for so long after that's like a blip on like my lifespan. But in reality, like you guys are so important to me and stuff like that. And then from there, it just kind of, it just, the show just kind of continues from there. And stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I like about it. You know, you mentioned earlier how, you know, the story is about, you know, our, our, our girl, what's her name? Fearing here mm-hmm. after, you know, the events of them actually, you know, doing the main quest, the hero quest of, you know, defeating the demon King and all that. So it's kind of like, if you will, the story is almost being told like kind of like a sequel in a way. Mm-hmm. And like, we're, as we're going through the show, you know, we're learning where we're learning all about the, their actual journey, you know, that, that her, that, not the, not their, the heroes, there we go, that the heroes went through and everything. And I'm loving that. And it's like, it's like, it's almost like, and then, you know, as we're, well, you know, if you're watching the show, as we're going through the show, you know, they she actually starts backtracking the steps that, you know, that they took throughout their quest and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, she's recalling, you know, their journey and all these memories and stuff like that. And I believe that's the most enjoyable part about the show so far. Just really just watching Freeman relive all her favorite memories. <laughs> I think, yeah, that, and also I like, I think I'd probably say my favorite aspect of it is kind of when the past meets the present. So, yeah. Like one of my favorite episodes, I can't, I don't remember the episode number. I think it may be five or something, but one episode I really like, it does, it does great world building and like just character stuff as well. Um, Fearing goes back to one of this town where they had to seal a demon that was too strong for them to fight at that time. And this demon was known for basically creating an insta kill spell. 
um, when they release this demon uh, and fight him, he basically reawakens to find out that his spell has become just commonplace. Like it's you, it's a, it's simple attack magic for everybody. And I was like, <laughs> that it's such a small thing, but I was like, that is how it would work in a fantasy world. If something was like, like for instance, when guns were invented in real life, oh no, nothing could stop these things. We then invented bulletproof vests or other ways to combat like gunfire. Yeah. Now, granted, guns are still strong as shit, obviously, but like <laughs> we have measures against them. And I really liked how they did that with the magical system because very rarely do I think shows or books or things like that take the time to do that. And I that's kind yeah. of like the aspect I like about the show when like the past collides with the present because that's uh that's not the only time it happens either. That as well. Cause it's like, it's not too many times, you know, in a story where you get to see the events after, you know, the main story, you know, what, you know, it actually everything that comes of it, it comes from that. And that's what we're actually getting to go through with fear. And, you know, plus some extra stuff as well. Um, in this show, it, it's amazing. It's a great, it's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, I guess, uh, with that, like why I think, if you guys like want to check it out, one thing like I really I feel like you guys should check it out is just it's a really different spin on I feel like a fantasy story because usually yes. when you follow the hero's journey, it is the journey to kind of kill the demon king, get this magic item, all this other stuff. And in this regard, it's uh it's not like that. You're seeing a woman kind of re- try and reconnect with the people with like the memories of the people that she spent so much time with, and. Terrific how that is like its own type of quest in a way. Right. And it, it's just, it's just really good in that aspect. Yeah. It's amazing. It, yeah. It's amazing. I can um, only echo everything you already said there. And, um, you know, it's a great watch. If I had to you know, get my going, get my reasons here real quick. Of course, you know, number one being magic. And then like McMillian just said, the, the, the twist they do on the fantasy world. And like I said, how it basically feels like a sequel um, without it being a sequel, like, it's like you know we're already starting off at max level one with our character, <laughs> with the main character essentially. But it's it's not even though you kind of get that feeling like in like these overpowered isekais like that, but it's different because this is not necessarily an isekai. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's mm-hmm. more of a it's just a fantasy world, and our characters just so happen to have already done the big you no know, the big quest. Yeah, and and even with uh, I guess Furin, as you put it, being like level one hundred or like at, at max, they do take the time in episodes to kind of tell you how or like give you hints of how Furin got to be the way like as powerful yeah. as a caster she is now, and all the things around that. Like that also is her backstory is also one of my favorite episodes because. The whole shit with the demon, <laughs> the demon shit was just great. No, nah, get... fuck that. We we go ahead and talk about that now. We gonna skip that. <laughs> we gonna we we skip get to that, that now because we didn't put that on the docket. So we just gonna skip to that now. The Fury's backstory, like you mentioned. So there's um I, I guess just to set the scene here. So that we there's an episode where um Fearing and the gang being the gang um Stern Mister Stark and Fern mm-hmm. um they're fighting a couple of demons right and the one of the demons got hit by the attack magic that I bought McMillian was talking about earlier. Zoltrak is, he was like that, you know, he, he made the same remark like, Hey, this, this can't be Zoltrak because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's something completely different. Now it's basically been modified to destroy demons, um, which it has been because Fearing is on her shit. And yeah. we basically, long story short, we find out that Fearing comes from a, um, a village of elves that was attacked by demons one day. And she ended up saying, well, she, 
scratch that. She didn't save the village, but she ended up being the only sole survivor at the end of the day. But she did kill the invader, but she couldn't protect anybody. Um, mm-hmm. her master, her master, a legendary mage. I think she was called the Flame Mage, Flemma, right? Flemma, yeah, yeah. Flemma, the legendary mage, came along, made her apprentice, and basically taught her everything about fighting demons. Because for whatever reason, as well, Flemma also had a deep hatred for the demons as well. Mm-hmm. And then you come to find out that Flemma basically taught you know friend to always, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Suppress her mana output. There we go. Suppress. I I was about to say condense. Thank you. Suppress her mana output to fool the to fool the demons to make it look like she actually has low level, you know, mana because demons Mm -hmm. demons in this world, which we didn't mention, run off a power system. Basically, who's the strongest in this world and who's the strongest is determined by whoever has the most mana. No, no, yeah, and yeah, that that whole that whole episode breakdown basically you learn. Like well, it's a couple of episodes, like two or three, but you learn yeah. Fearance past the basically like the understanding of like the demon, like the demon race in this world and why they're so dangerous, and ma- and magic as a concept and stuff like that. And it's just it's just the way it strings together is just really well done. Um, it's crazy. And then the final scene after that, where she kills essentially kills the demon um, that she's fighting against, just. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not even a, this show isn't even like high action or anything like I normally like, but it's just some, something about it is just special. I, I, yeah, the way <laughs> I mean, like all I, the right notes. Yeah, the way it tells the story is just very. I don't. I I wouldn't know how to. Say, it's like unique in in certain ways, and it really just takes its time and it it benefits from it a lot it's kind of crazy like because there's it's not a lot of action but when you do get to those action moments it's really nice like the animation quality is stand is a standout thing i feel like in the yeah. show as well well i guess in you no know, and deep into um fearing in, as a character a little bit deeper here how do you feel about her i guess being more humble in her approach with how powerful she is. She's not as arrogant as one as one would you know be as if they were as powerful as you know friend, for example. I think. I, well, actually, I, I I guess with the whole humble this thing, I I think I like. Oh well, I like that in regard to most heroes. Like I'm not really a fan of super braggadocious. I guess uh, <laughs> fighters, but I think with. Fear and there's like the quiet sense of calm. Like I could beat everybody's ass in here. I'm not gonna say it, but I could do it. <laughs> like that's kind of the energy she gives. She always gives off to me. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. But like her as a character, I think is cool because she's very like laid back and chill. Except when it comes to her research in terms of magic and stuff like that. She that's like where you get a peek of like her like what really brings her joy. Or like her like uh, her inner child, I guess you could say. And yeah. it's just, it's really nice. Um, that, and also when she's starting to recollect stuff about like her journey to fight the demon King and like her da- the, the downtime situation she gets into, but it's just, it's really cool um, to see the dichotomy of like fearing as a companion and then her as a leader slash teacher to like Fern and Stark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's a bit, speaking of teachers, she's um her her teaching methods have been very tough so far. You know, she's been shown to mm-hmm. not I guess not necessarily not help them, but push them to the extreme, if you will, you know, forcing them to be in um extreme <laughs> circumstances. 
I mean, I, I don't think you'd also be wrong by saying like not help because what is it? Like when they went to fight uh the guy who invented Zoltrak, uh Quill, mm-hmm. I think. Uh Fear was just like, all right, cool, you defend against it. And then <laughs> like granted, she knew defense magic. It was just like, oh, but shit. And then and then he was like, Oh, oh, I see. So it adapted. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to adapt. And she just left her down there, and I was like, Lady, he, she could die. She could, she could, like, she could <laughs> die. Like one of those hits, even though it's regular, you know, that, it, that still is old track. Like if that hits her, it, it will still hurt. It, well, it was, I mean, I, I got initially because she was like, I'm trying to teach you. Look, magic evolves over time. Cool. It was after, it was the moment Quill was like, I see. So I just got to evolve again. Cool. And then he started popping off. He and I'm like, all going right. Crazy. And yeah. she, and she just left her down there so she could charge up her move. She, she basically like, just looked at Fern like, no, Fern, like, what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's a fun character. Fern is a yeah. fun character. And then you know how we got introduced to our boy Mr. Stark here, as Fern likes to call him. <laughs> yeah. He, that's she, a, Fern told him, hey, I want you to fight this dragon. He was like basically by yourself. Well, she told him to solve for sixty seconds, but really, Fran Fran really looked him in the eyes and told him, "I want you to go fight this dragon by yourself." yourself, Basically, yeah. And I, I like, I really like Stark because I feel like Stark is the is like a the most relatable. I feel like in in the situation, yes, he's very expressive and um, he gung ho and stuff like that. Like he. He he he's probably like a, a, a what I'd say most people would be like if they learned to be an adventurer. The backstory with him and his um master was amazing, and you know what I believe mm-hmm. I believe one of the things I'm the reason why I'm enjoying it so much because I believe I'm I'm getting some feelings of One Piece in this a little bit with the backstories. I believe that's why I'm loving it so much because <laughs> I'm getting that vibe from it. Just all the backstories and just how well they're crafted. Um, and then you know just like. The whole story and the dynamic between the master and student, and then you know, after the point where Stark got so strong that our boy, our, our boy, I can't remember his name, but the gnome, he actually, you know, he was afraid of him, so he actually struck his, his struck yeah. Stark for real. Yeah. And then you know, that's that's the you know how they end up just um, leaving each other on a bad note. But it was crazy. But you know, he did it in the term in the term of a dear because it was like you know. Because Frank was basically asking him, you know, is you know is Stark strong? Like, is he is he a good yeah. warrior? He basically looked at him like, hey. I, hey, <laughs> I, yeah. I was scared of him. All right, fear that boy got some in him. <laughs> he got mm-hmm. some. In him. <laughs> I mean, it's it, like yeah, that was cool. I also really liked um, well, recently, uh, not in this, not in episode twelve, but I think it was like the previous one. We actually got to see like Stark comes from. Uh, not only was he trained by, uh, I forget the gnome's name or not gnome. He's a dwarf, but uh, oh yeah, he's a dwarf. Name. I apologize. I said gnome. He is, he is a dwarf. <laughs> he, uh, he got trained by him, but also we saw that like Stark came from a family of warriors as well, like uh, in the like previous episodes. And okay. I kind of like how that also played. Like we got to see how that played into his character too, like why he also kind of looks up to warriors in general, uh, mm-hmm. because his brother was one. And yeah, it's yeah the backstory is like you said, very well crafted. All right, now let's touch up on Fern here, the la- the the new mage in the party, um, <laughs> Fern's apprentice. apprentice, the apprentice that she n- didn't want. <laughs> For, I I really like Fern too. She is uh she's very like the stern character, which is yeah. very funny considering like Fern herself isn't like necessarily like super playful, but like 
when you get them all together, Fern is like, I have to babysit my teacher and this other motherfucker. And it is the funniest <laughs> thing. And she also has like um a really good dry humor about her that I just yeah. really like. She's always like what she always calls uh, Stark a pervert. And like what that like and it comes in very like just very goodly timed. Like it's always after him just he's not even doing shit. I feel like could be considered pervert. He just <laughs> he just exists sometimes. Exactly. And she just be like fucking pervert. And I was like, like, I, like, I, like for instance, the one time he he just asked to carry you know Fearing because they regretfully you know Fearing was knocked out and they was going through a snowstorm. She's like, hey, mm-hmm. I can carry her. And she Fearing just looking at him like, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. I got don't don't touch her. Yeah, but, but no, uh, it, I do like Fern as well, and then you you can tell that she does care about Fern a lot. It's kind of mm-hmm. like she may she might see her as a maybe even a mother figure as well. Um, and it's just cool to see her learn from Fern as well, and is that she just she might not necessarily become as strong as Fern, but she become but she can like necessarily what, what can I say? I guess become the number two mage, if you will, in her own way. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I. Guess, I've, well, no, she won't even outlive her, so never mind. I was about to say if Fearon ever dies, but no, Fearon will end up outliving her, though. Well, yeah, if if left to natural stuff, yes, Fearon most likely will outlive Fern. But, like, I do think, I do like how, uh, for Fern, though, we do get to see, like, even though she's not as strong as her master, she's not a slouch either. Because, like, for instance, when, the de- when they fought the demons, Fearon, Fern basically beat that dude on a one-on-one. Like, there was yeah. no... Oh, no, she was on his ass. yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I honestly, the the little group we have here is great. I'm really I like all their dynamics together and separate. Um, I can't wait to see, like, how the, how they how at least the characters evolve as we continue in this journey. So okay, um, now I do want to ask you this because when um when I saw this in the show, I thought it was so interesting. So there's a point in the show where we um fearing in the game they get to the village of the sword, right? Mm-hmm. The village that's guarding um the hero sword. And uh, we come to find out that Himel n- never actually ended up pulling the sword out of the stone, but yet he still ended up winning to going to, you know, defeating the demon king and becoming a hero. What do you think about that? I thought that was an interesting, like, little twist on the story. And, like, even if something like, like for instance, like, if Friend was told from that perspective, like, that's mm-hmm. how we originally got it, that that would have been an amazing, like, thing <laughs> at that moment. So- so for me, I think well, an amazing well, and, and, well, an amazing character development plot point. Yeah, no, I thought. Um, so for me, though, when I think I watched the episode, I was like, okay, so two things either happened here: a, there's just no sword, um, because the way, it was just like the way, I think it was just like how stuff was progressing. I felt like there was a twist coming, so I was like, maybe there's not. I was like, could, could there not be a sword? Could that like kind of just be a thing that people made up to in, inspire them to go on journeys to become their own heroes? That type of thing. Or did someone else pick it up and Himo Himel was a false hero? Turns out he was a false hero, but in the sense of like he didn't actually have the sword, right? Uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I thought it was a not necessarily a nice twist because other stories have done that where they've been like, "Oh, you're the prophesied. We believe you to be the prophesied hero," and in mm-hmm. rega- and and to do that, you have to get X Y Z item, and it turns out that actually the item doesn't exist or they couldn't actually do it. That's happened in the other media. I just, I, what I really liked was the fact that like, granted they could, this could also be fake. We have no idea because we don't see, we haven't seen the fight with the demon King, but I do like the fact of like Himmel 
regardless of not being able to do it, still proceeded to face down the Demon King and became a real hero, regardless of picking up the hero sword or not. Like, that was... Um, for, if that is true, like, if he still was the one that, like, defeated the Demon King, I think that's a great way to, like, tell a story and simply just be like, hey, it doesn't matter if you have this destined item or whatever being a hero is simply just choosing to do like the right thing and could to keep persevering i thought that was great well said well said thank you sir (laughs) (laughs) thank you sir uh all right um anything else you want to touch up on fear in here so the only uh, like interesting thing we touched on the demon race i i will say the only thing we didn't really get to talk about was um how the demons are technically by design supposed to be evil because they don't they lie a lot or like or at least the way it's presented in the show is that they don't have the same values and stuff as humans and technically i don't know if they have to eat humans to survive it was like a little weird i was just wondering because based on what we our first introduction of a demon or like the Mm -hmm. in the flashback um they showed a girl who ended up killing a child and eventually these villagers wanted to take her out, but somebody in the village was like, no, she just did that because she doesn't, you know, demons don't know how to live as humans do. So, like, we're going to teach her. And she did it successfully for a while, and then eventually she ended up killing the guy that took her in because they were, she was like, look, I wronged you guys. I killed your daughter, so I killed this guy, and I took his daughter to give to you. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> but I was wondering, the fact of the, like, the fact to me still remains the way they they the girl did it in the in the flashback was like i only did it because well at least the reason she used was these people were still mad at me and i could tell that they were still mad at me for killing their kids i wanted to give them another kid so i was like okay that's fucked up but you were trying to do good so does that mean that you there can be good Uh, demons that was that was like on my head that was the only thing i was there you know i guess you know there may be exceptions because like you said you know because of that no situation right there but even in the end I don't know. It's still kind of. It looked like she turned on them at the end, the way she was yeah, looking because, at them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But and then even with the whole thing with you know, Flemma just mentioning you know, demons are just nothing but beasts, and the only reason they learned English was just to fool humans. Um, yeah. the humans, and then they they double down on that with the demons coming back and stating it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just thought I just thought that point was interesting because they do in that flashback show that like te- like well, I again could be a lie. Like that's the whole point of the goddamn thing is to be like they like lying. It was just yeah. interesting because she that that one demon lived among them for so long and didn't show any hostility until that point. I mean, well, it was just like what, a, a few weeks or so, right? Because they wasn't there that long. Potentially, I don't know. That's another thing they didn't say. Like if that was over a month or so, they don't say that. But I just thought it was okay. interesting because a lot of fantasy starts with like, oh, these people are always evil and then it turns yeah. out there's always like one except one or two exceptions or something like that so i was just wondering do you think that potentially we might see that exception in as the show goes as like the story progresses or do you think they're gonna stick to that hard fast rule maybe because that may be how we um throw some like emotional decision makings into the into with um friend because right now so far you know don't really the only emotional decision she's been making is just decisions she's going to like you know help out with helping people out and just doing the decisions and making the making up on the promises she made in the past, you know, with her friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really struggled with anything internal other than besides, um, you know, Oh, I should have, you know, I've taken, you know, he made my friends you know, for granted. 
Yeah. So maybe if you know she comes to something like this, because you know she's been you no, know, she's ingrained with, and you know she's been taught with herself and by her master that you know all demons are you know monsters, and you know if she actually gets confronted with one that maybe not necessarily be a monster. Then what you know what is she now? Maybe now maybe she starts seeing Himmel like you know hey what have what what have, you know what have, what what would have Himmel have done? That mm-hmm. damn that's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up before we close on it because I think right now to me that's probably like the most interesting as yeah. like outside of like I guess the general story that's just the most interesting thing to me. It's like, like yeah, you have then, these people uh-huh. designatedly evil. Yeah, can can that can, can, can that they be, be good? Yeah. Maybe I think it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but one question I did want to ask, and uh, another thing in this show that's going on is like. The pacing, but but what I mean by pacing is, um, in terms of the amount of time that is being passed in the actual show itself, um, like these these are like years and months that are like just like flying by at a time, like you know from episode to episode. How do you feel about that? Like, do you like that? I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think if I think if that's the way you. Tell, if you want to tell the story is that pick up on key, key you only pick up on the story when there's key moments i don't think that's a problem mm-hmm. um i feel like a lot of times people feel like they have to have extremely sequential yeah. stuff yeah i guess that's what you, but, is this a perfect way to say it it's like they like you say this is the storytelling is really just key moments and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if that key moment is six months from now or two months from now you know what i mean or just you yeah. know the next and, day yeah because i think i think you really have to think about like the time that they're living in it's a very peaceful at this at this point it's very peaceful time that this world is uh is living Besides in like that one whatever scuffle is going on in the northern land yeah but like they're but i'm saying like they're strictly not a part of it right yeah. so like we and they're not and their goal isn't even to get involved involved with in that it. but of course so, you know they might end up getting involved with, involved that, with it. yeah know, because though. that's that's just kind of how the show has been going they didn't even, yeah they didn't, and that's, <laughs> they have to like go through that conflict anyways to get to their destination so yeah that's how we got involved with demons uh but <laughs> but like I, I think in that regard since this show is happening in a somewhat peaceful presented time and none of the characters goals is to get involved with the conflict that's happening mm-hmm. i don't think they necessarily have to do like a this happened this week or this happened this. I, I think they are they're fine to do that because people understand like in peaceful times you're probably every day is not going to be like a struggle you know it's not probably noteworthy um, yeah I, I, I guess so. you know the peaceful times wasn't necessarily my issue i guess it was just the more of uh so I guess well you the know jumping around. We, but, well, no, yeah, I, was just I saying, guess well let me put it like this. It's a ten year we know it's a ten year journey, which is crazy in itself. Mm-hmm. But as we're going through this ten year journey, we're going through this shit like rapidly. Like it's not like, oh, we're on month two. Well, we're gonna been through probably like two years <laughs> close to two years already, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I I think but I think it's better for them to do that than like say, uh Apologies if I if I offend any Walking Dead fans in the moment. They're, Walking Dead season two had a mm-hmm. lot of boring episodes because it was just them walking in the damn field, and I don't need that every episode. Understand, understandable, understandable. You know, like I don't, I like a lot of a lot of probably what Fearin and Fearin and her group are doing is probably just travel. Like I don't think yeah. we need to see. I understand. All that. We know that's what we know. It's just a different approach we normally don't see, and I just wanted to know what you thought about it. Well, yeah, that well, that's but I'm just saying, like that's why I brought the peaceful time kind of thing because like. Yeah, shows generally like they show you conflict, whether that be emotional, like physical, what have you. And if you're living in a time of peace and these people aren't, yeah, dealing with a lot of, yeah, yeah, 
So, what are we it, really, you know, stick sticking around and discussing about? I, I mean, I get yeah, it. And that's kind like of said we're, we are on a journey as well. So, you know, theoretically, you know, time is going to pass as we're on this journey. Yeah. So I was just saying, like, I, I'd rather this than us get like five episodes of them walking in the field and just asking each other questions to keep it live there or something like I don't think. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess in my head, it could have been more of a situation like, you know, we do, you know, this one arc. You know, you skip like two two years, and we get to the next destination. We do an arc there, skip another few years. We know we do mm-hmm. it. Essentially, is how I was thinking it, but um, but it's, it's kind of like moving a little bit, you know, even faster than that though. But I mean, I don't have I don't necessarily have a problem with. It. I just wanted to point out that you know it's a different, you know, it's a different style no, yeah. of storytelling we we don't normally see. And I yeah, just no, I opinion, I completely yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I like I said, I think they're doing it well. I, if they, if it was like. They were jumping around and I didn't understand shit. Then we got a problem. But they're they're keeping it. I feel like they're still keeping it chronological. They're not really like yeah. jumping back and forth between stuff. So well, well they're good. not. Well, the only jump effect before they're doing is when they just jump back into you know the old heroes. Yeah, time. But, but there's normally just to explain really mm-hmm. what stuff that's happening in the present. Really. Yeah. Yep. Well, all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is the end of the fairing discussion. Please let us know down below the comments. What was your what, now? What what's your favorite thing about the Farron show? And if you haven't started it, are you gonna you know start um watching Farron now after the discussion? Um, but with all that being said, it is now time for news, but not just any news. It's time for GLC news, your <laughs> weekly source for your favorite anime news. So let's get into it. <laughs> that was a new opening. <laughs> that was a new opening. I'm 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 gonna hit y'all with a different crazy <laughs> newsline for every episode if I can, if I could think of something is is going in there. But um, we got a lot of news for you guys today. Um, I know what were we talking about? Um, last last time we talked about Anime NYC going on and stuff like that. So a couple of this news that we mentioned in, um is from Anime NYC, as well as some other stuff. That is, um, no, there's just out and about and around there. And I really wish I would have ordered these a little bit better, but it's okay. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna hop straight into this. Yeah. And, um, I'm actually gonna start at the bottom because I think I want to start with this first, um, because it's really important. So, for all the Hunter Hunter fans out there, um, the mangaka or the author, if you will, came out and recently gave, um, explained one of the possible endings for the show. What, how do you feel about that? So I didn't. I, I'm preface this. I did not read it. Simply yeah, neither because, did I. Okay. No. <laughs> I just I just want to preface this before we get to talking. I I did not. We didn't read it. So no. Um. I I don't necessarily. Okay. So I think when I guess. Oh, okay. And I do apologize. And I guess um to give a little bit more context. I'm not. I do have some words from the author, but I'm not gonna read the ending this up. So um for the ending, I have prepared three scenarios A, B, and C. When considering the proportional reaction from readers, um, ranging from satisfaction to dissatisfaction. Um, to give you a clear picture, I will share scenario D, which fell out of the candidate scenarios for the ending. If fate takes me before finishing the manga, consider it the manga's ending. I would be happy if you forgave me for that. So essentially the ending he gave was ending D, the ending that, um, like, like he just mentioned there, if he doesn't make it god forbid um to be able to finish the manga this this will be the end and he goes and explain it but he also you know there's some other stuff i left out because once again i don't want to spoil it for anybody um mm-hmm. that he did mention about endings and you no know, a b and c okay in this instance i don't necessarily i don't think it's a problem granted i i am very much like uh don't like show your hand before you play it type of person but like 
we understand that the hunter hunter mangaka um is in, in not the best shape of health and like for instance uh the the author the mangaka of berserk passed mm-hmm. away not uh, like a couple of years ago if not like last year um and his assistants are trying to i believe at least come up with like a final ending type of thing as best mm-hmm. they can with what they knew of what he envisioned for the ending so i think like if god forbid uh they can't he can't actually see his vision to fruition at least people can understand like see what he what he had in mind or at least understand somewhat of what he had in mind um i do i do think like possibly doing that is a little bit better than kind of people keeping people in the dark i yeah. personally I personally do not plan to read it unless the unfortunate situation does happen. Yeah, and, um, then, and then once again, this isn't the the ending he did give isn't necessarily the true ending that he wants for his um no book is well his series is just it's just the it's one of the endings. This is just the ending that you no know, once again you no know, God forbid if he doesn't make it before he can um finish this book or well, his yeah. series not his book. But like for me, that, that that's just where I'm at. Kind of like I don't think it's a bad thing, but also at the same time, like I'm not necessarily a fan of doing stuff like that unless circumstances uh call for it and unfortunately he is in that circumstance but i don't plan on reading it unless that unless i have to basically i agree like i'm i'm hoping that he can finish it out and that's the way i will end off hunter hunter hopefully I agree. You know, all things considered so i agree all right um moving on here next um i guess after the live action one piece all the success you know hollywood thought hey let's keep doing more live action because not only after we got the yu yu Hakusho live action announced we got more news that a live action naruto is indeed in the works in production by lion gates um so um what do you think about that <laughs> oh, okay i was trying to look up here who owns lion's gate because i just wanted mm-hmm. to see like potentially who's trying to claim this because i feel like this is I don't know if this is Amazon or not because I know Amazon bought MGM, so I'm just like wondering who's trying to get their hand in this live action thing. And my phone is not my phone's not cooperating. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm worried. Again, I say this. I'd rather. I don't think, and we have to keep adapting animated stuff into live action. I do not see the appeal. Um, but it One Piece did make a lot of money, and it did make more people who probably would never watch one piece actually start ahead. watching yeah. the show and in that regard i can say that's a bonus hopefully you know they treat naruto just as well over at Lionsgate, and more stuff like that happens i just we've been burned before everybody knows it <laughs> we've been yes, burned before, we have been so. burned before for those who may not know there is a live action naruto movie out there do not go look it up do yourself a favor don't go look it up but just know it exists um, actually, no, forget it exists. <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, forget it exists. Um, but I, I'm with you. But you know, I don't think we really needed them. But I was in a boat where, um, if they were gonna, you know, do more live actions, I was in the, um, I was in favor of doing another one of the big threes. And uh, it looks like we're doing Naruto. But like you said, we have been burned before. But I, I don't know, man. Only, only time will tell again. Just, just like with um, One Piece. I, I didn't they they had to show me and they, it's gonna be the same thing with naruto <laughs> they're gonna have to show me i'm i mean i'm still i'm still worried about one piece live action only just because and it's not that like this was ba- the other thing it was bad it's more of like as anime continues it gets crazier oh. that is that is generally <laughs> 
the thing that happens and i am just worried can live action keep up with that shit <laughs> yeah we talked about this a lot um in our in the one piece live action review i was a part of but yeah that that, that was one of my main gripes it, with the live action series is like how well like the the first season okay nice adapt no nice adaptation however um for the future for the series and not necessarily just season two i mean just just continuing forward how like it just gets crazy like how are you gonna doubt some of this yeah, stuff? and <laughs> and for me I, and, and from what i know for naruto that happens a lot faster than it does in one piece in my like just based on my knowledge of this well stuff. yeah well see it's different with um naruto shit gets crazy in terms of like fighting styles not necessarily in terms of set pieces i'm thinking in terms of one piece set oh, pieces, set pieces get crazy yeah. but like you said in terms of naruto it's a different types of crazy yes they get they go crazy with the it's fighting fights, a lot yeah. earlier. so that's just I, that's a worry for me but like i had fingers crossed that you know they can find success with naruto like they did for one piece it's just as a as i've said on the podcast before i'm not sure why we keep trying to make stuff live action yeah. Instead of trying to turn stuff into, because I feel like you get a lot more expression with animation than you do live <laughs> action. But yeah, and I don't know. So, but you know what? Speaking of One Piece, we got some One Piece news here for you guys. Um, they, they got they got a motherfucking agenda out against us because Luffy during his Mesa Days Parade premiere. Tell me why they let this man get caught on the tree. And it just messed up his head and everything. So now he out there with a bucket hat, looking crazy. I mean, it looked it actually looked kind of <laughs> decent. It would be it'd be weird to see Somebody, Luffy in the bucket. <laughs> oh, someone. I mean, you could probably find it. Someone after that uh, online drew Luffy with that type of with the hat looking deflated. Yeah, uh, and, and and like the anime style, so you could probably find it online. <laughs> um, but no, there's there's an agenda out against us because they did my boy wrong, my boy dirty for his first. <laughs> time in the macy's parade i just wanted to say that uh, but now that that's out the way the real one piece news if you hear if you will um the wano arc is over everybody it's been a long four years and i and i i must pause right here for a second i thought we were in this arc for two years when i when i found out that it was four years i was shocked i was like there is is no way like Oda the, had us in here for four years like this. Okay, the, so, and so you, the story. Right. Yeah, and I was and I was seeing a lot of people complaining, like you know, it was like you know, Wanda, you know, ain't no way Wanda was taking four years. You know, why One Piece, you know, pays the issue. Now I would say that's not a One Piece issue. That's a that's an Oda issue. Oda had us in here in Wanda for four years. Not One Piece. Like um, I don't know what Oda was cooking, even though. I, I do believe you know Wano was a great art, and uh, I'm gonna get into you know my deeper thoughts in a later discussion that we might have coming up. Wink, wink. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's just man, it, it's been four years, and I was like, it, it ain't no way we've been in this thing for four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was shocked. Um, but our new arc, the Egghead arc, um, for those who don't know starts on january 7th now i do want to say about the day january 7th that is not normally a saturday the set in the one piece normally comes on saturdays and if, it, if it's going to stay like that the real date will be january 9th um i haven't seen anything saying um that one piece was going to be changing days i know we changed times but they haven't i haven't seen any news about you know we're going to be changing days unless they're going to be coming about um talking about this later on when we get to it next year um okay. but yeah so right now no uh, the new start date will be either january 7th 
Uh, but once again, if they don't, that's if they do end up changing the days, but they don't change the day, but they keep it on Saturdays, the new, the new arc will start on January the 9th. There's also a cool little um, new promotional video out, which um, we don't really don't get because apparently we've been in Wano for four years. Um, so that's cool. Okay. Look at uh, well, look at you guys, the One Piece fans, uh, coming up. Um, I think with that, that starts a whole. Well, January is looking pretty stacked. I think in terms of stuff, but um, should we do the next couple of pieces of news? Or is this like rapid fire? Or yeah, you just want to you just want to rapid fire some of the stuff that's going to be premiering in January here. Yeah. So uh, basically, so it starts off um for those that were following us, I think like a couple seasons back, a uh, high card is getting a season two, and it will be premiering on January eighth. Yes, um, it'll be looking good. Um, after that, we have Classroom of the Elite. Uh, third season will be premiering on, on January 3rd. Uh, we have Chain Soldier, which will be premiering on January 4th, which will be on High Dive. Uh, yes. Blue Exorcist is returning with the Shim- Shimane Illuminati Saga, uh, premiering January 6th. And Definitely believe... excited for that. Oh, and lastly, uh, for January at least, uh, Seven Daily Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse will be coming to Netflix january 31st yes 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 the netflix release the western release for um seven listeners will come in in january as well um of course you know we're going to be talking about that and, and hoping that we're going to be you know, asking the question and you no know, answering the question afterwards after we watch the series <laughs> did um seven deadly sins um rekindle the flame our love for the series you know did it rebound did it um because you know it fell off you know we're gonna see if it's gonna bring it back mm-hmm. we're yeah. gonna see um, but moving on from there, uh, this is definitely an exciting piece of news. Is there, are y'all ready for this one? Code Geass, everybody. A Code Geass sequel is coming. We're going to be getting um, more news about it um, later on in the month, um, around December the 18th. This is the date I got. Um, it, it's it's crazy. What do you think about that? Because I so, know Code Geass is one of your favorite shows. <laughs> so uh, just so everyone is aware, this, uh, this is for Code Geass, Z of the Recapture. Um, just so you all know, Code Geass, after the series ended, uh, came out with a series of movies that take place in a alternate timeline, and this is supposed to be basically taking place after the fourth movie in that timeline. I'm interested okay. to see it. Uh, I- I'm interested to see it because I've watched the the uh, last movie that they made, which it, uh, which was did was pretty good. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad you gave that clarification because now I have a. a- <laughs> a even better reason to go and watch all the open, the movies now because I mean I watched the series I just never did go and watch those movies so definitely yeah. I, I have mean, a reason uh, to watch them now the first three are really kind of just like a retelling of the show but mm-hmm. it just had different stuff happens basically it's okay. not bad um, okay. yeah uh, so I'm looking forward to this I, I did uh, I did not know they were making another one so all right and then um you know once again fuck Rachel all my homies hate Rachel. Tower of the God season two has finally been uh well the date has finally been announced <laughs> rather um it's gonna be coming out in July 2024. Um it, it no it took us it took us a minute, definitely took us a minute to get the announcement, but um after we did get the announcement, it, did, it took us another minute to get the release date. And now we finally got it. Once again, Tower of God season two coming out um July 2024. Yep. And then um this one, I know definitely McMillian was um excited about this one when they got announced he was telling us about the he was talking to us about this manga um you know when he first started reading it and everything um so the popular manga series the dan the dan is uh-huh. getting an anime mcmillian you want to tell the folks uh, a little bit about you know what the dan the dan is about i honestly can't, i feel like i should keep this secret uh because oh, keep, okay, okay because i think dan dan uh thrives off of just hitting you out of nowhere with okay. random shit 
um it's really good just know it is a wild ass ride <laughs> well all right well you, you you heard it here first he is he, we gonna keep it a secret everybody so you know both me and you and for everybody else who don't know what the series i guess we'll figure it out together everybody and of course you know we'll, we'll talk about it here on the podcast as well but definitely looking forward to that as well okay damn i didn't know that all right <laughs> moving on from there Oshino Co season two definitely one of my favorite shows that came out this year um is scheduled to premiere sometime next year we didn't get a concrete release date but it's just you know scheduled to premiere sometime in 2024 mm-hmm. yep and then once again certainly not the um most horrible but not the best either um <laughs> we got a new trailer for the collaboration between Wit Studio and Warner Brothers, the Suicide Squad Isekai anime. And boy, <laughs> does that show looks good. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer, McMillian? Oh yeah, no, it looks good. I'm just still I still <laughs> want to know what the fuck exactly is happening, but I, I'm I'm interested to see what this all brings because uh, it looks good. The animation quality looks good. And as a DC so a somewhat DC fan. I'm just to see what the fuck like this will all entail. All right. <laughs> and that is all the news we have for everybody today. Please let us know down below in the comments what was your favorite piece of news and if there was anything and you know anything news related that we may have not covered um that we should probably cover next time. Let us know down below in the comments. And now mm-hmm. we're gonna be heading along into our well no actually before we head on into our final review we're going to be giving out this week's weekly recommendation mm, take away yes. yeah so this week's weekly recommendation is a uh somewhat old anime um it came out uh in 2005 it's called black cat uh basically it focuses on a an assassin named train hartnett who goes by the code name black cat and he works for this organization called chronos um, that secretly controls the world. However, um, after going on a mission where he begins to question basically the morality of his actions, uh, mm-hmm. he meets, uh, he befriends two bounty hunters, one named Saya and Sven, a thief named Renset, and a young girl named Eve. They all then travel together to kind of bring down the old organization he worked for, as well as like uncover the, basically the plot, uh, their plot or plans for the world. Um, the manga, the, uh, sorry, the anime consists of 25 episodes. Uh, it's really, in my opinion, it's a really good, fun watch. Um, it's the reason I wanted to put it on here with like the holidays being around. I do want some fun. Um, but also, just so you know, there is a manga and it does tell more of the story because unfortunately, the anime is somewhat ends, I feel like, in the middle of the story. But there, there is a manga, it is completed. There is a manga, it is completed. So if you do want to, you know finish off the, if you do decide to watch it but want to finish off everything you can continue uh it with the manga all right once again this week's recommendation is black cat brought to you by mcmillian and we're going to be hitting with all that being said we're not going to be heading into our last discussion for today with continuing our, our coverage of the shibuya incident arc with episode 42 and 43 is the jjk season two review mm-hmm all right um man man, man what, do we, <laughs> <laughs> what do we begin here is this a lot a lot has happened since we last spoke to you guys um yeah. you know about jjk with sukuna versus Maharaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of fortunate events have happened um but before we uh. get to that before we get to that for those who don't know last episode 
I made a theory about Sukuna's attacks, right? It just by his techniques and kind of theorizing what they is. And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to double down on you niggas today. All right. I'm here to double down because I, I got new evidence. I just want you to know there's a good chunk of this of this docket covered by this by this evidence. So like get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I got new evidence. So what is this theory you're talking about, Ace, that you talked about last time in the episode, huh? What is, lay it on us, all right? <laughs> so, um, in the last episode, I talked about how I think that Sukuna's um attacks, his slices and all that, that those are actually many little black flashes. And, you know, I went into, you know, some of the theories and the reasonings behind why I thought the case. But today, I'm here to double down on that. And we're, we're going to do this theory a little bit more constructive if you will today everybody no let's so step into my office everybody step into to the classroom okay i'm gonna start us off with the description of the black flash okay all right so black flash it is a distortion of space born from the impact of cursed energy delivered within a trillion second of a blow it delivers 2.5 times the force of a normal strike there are no sorcerers who can constantly use black flash however for those who have experienced those who and those who not have not experienced the difference between them is their distance from the core of cursed energy is like that of heaven and earth. The instant cursed energy impacts with a trillionth of a second of a blow, space is distorted and cursed energy flashes back. So pause right there. All right, that's that's the explanation of black flash. So now the reason why that the 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 explanation already builds upon my theory is one how fast Sukuna slices are. The trillionth of a second, that's hella fast. Kind of explains why we don't see it. Two, the visual effects we saw from Sukuna versus Maharaga with everything being black and red and with all the flashes, kind of similar to how we saw it when Itadori first did Black Flash for the very first time. Right? Everybody sticking with me? And number three, <laughs> the distortion of space. All the floating buildings and debris and everywhere that was um through all throughout the city as the Sukuna versus Maharaga fight was going on. Why was that happening? Maybe because the space was being distorted by no suking the slices. All right. Evidence number two, everybody. I ain't done. <laughs> Evidence number two. From the words Nanami, the now the damn it, the now deceased Nanami at that. <laughs> God damn it. The at the time Black Flash record holder <laughs> from the words of Nanami. Using Black Flash consecutively isn't anything amazing. Though it is difficult to produce more than twice in a row or on a different day, it doesn't matter if you land the first by you know the first hit by fluke or skill. Once they land a black flash, sorcerers temporarily enter a zone enter a state called the zone. The manipulation of cursed energy that they normally control consciously becomes as natural as breathing. There is a sense of omnipotence like everything else revolves around them. Does that not read Sukuna to you when you hear that description? I don't know if you, yes if no. you want a response. Is this a response? Is this a response? Yeah, you, yeah, you want a response? I mean... Does that I, I, that doesn't, I, you know, that does sound like him. It does sound like uh, his egotistical ass, like everything. And as we about. all know, Sukuna is known for doing things that normal sorcerers can't do via his domain expansion, already being a heavenly feat, a or a divine feat, as they would like to call, it, as they called it, um, mm -hmm. with his um, domain expansion and things he can do with that. Crazy. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. I mean, you cooking? 
<laughs> so those are my um, two pieces of evidence. Um, two my new pieces of evidence leading to the theory that Sukuna's uh, slice attacks are indeed black flashes. Okay. That is all. But now this last note I hear I have here was actually a correction from um from something that we said last episode. So um <laughs> and I did just want because I did want to correct this. Um so hollow purple was is not Gojo's um reverse curse technique because I know me and discuss me and McMillian was having a discussion, but um whether it was or not last time the last episode. Um it is not it is not his reverse curse technique. It is a combination right. of um amplified red. and his reverse curse technique reversal red that's what hollow paper is so it's it, basically it's a combo spell which automatically there um adds into where not combo spell combo technique which are which now brings in the theory of combo curse techniques into the world of jjk yeah okay but there we go but that's that um, but yeah, that, that's my theory. I'm sorry for rambling a little bit, but I did want to double down on that <laughs> and come back because I'm telling you, when I as I found all this stuff as I was editing um, the last episode, and I was like, oh, this just adds to my theory. I got to come back and talk about it now. <laughs> it makes Gabe, even perfect sense now. Gabe here gave a whole dissertation on the Black Flash. A whole dissertation. A so, you know, uh, I do apologize for the lengthy discussion, but you know, it was this time it was. It was nice and constructive, so I do hope you guys had a nice time joining me in today's classroom. <laughs> Only time will tell if he was correct or not. <laughs> Only time I, will tell. <laughs> I, I'll say this: I do. I see. I see where the points are lining up, and I'm interested to see if it will be confirmed. That's all I got because I don't really got have anything to to combat this theory right now. I'm really in the neutral area. <laughs> I like I like what you um, for, for okay. I will say for the anime only, if you would like to add to the theory, you would like to you know come you know bring your own theory of what you think his attacks are. Um, you know, leave them down below in the comments because I also had a, an idea that I with um Sukuna's fire attack. You know, his fuga. Me and maybe was having a discussion about whether that was his reverse curse technique or not. But now that we know that there's technically. Um, combo techniques in the world of JJK maybe you know who's to say that Fuga isn't a combo technique but once again that could be something completely different as we mentioned last episode as well yeah but, uh, you know tell them what the hell that is <laughs> <laughs> but I guess enough about Sakuda uh, let's, let's yeah, enough to... about him because he's gone for right now let's, at least <laughs> yeah let's, let's, let's get to the problem of these last two episodes fucking Mojito god <sighs> damn it god damn it he killed, he, now, he, killed, he killed my nigga. <laughs> I, I'm raising I'm raising the banner, not the flag. I'm 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 putting up the signal. Utah, where the fuck are you? Where the fuck coming. are you? Get the fuck from Africa, Europe, wherever the fuck you are at, and get the fuck back to Shibuya because shit is going down, motherfuckers are dying, and we need your help. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. It's not as important as what is going on right now. All right, get there. Yeah. E e next episode, you need to be there. This Thursday, you <laughs> need to be there. <laughs> I need I need to see a glimpse of you. I, even if it's just a piece <laughs> of your hair, you need a, something resembling you to, like you need, need you need to be in this next episode because my God, it. Oh my God, I knew Mahito yep. was going to be one of the main issues, but this man is on a kill streak right now. Yeah. Okay. He's on a kill streak right now. From the words of McMillian, 
he gotta go. He gotta go. It it's time for him to leave. He this man was in a photo booth, not doing shit, and then just happened to see a fucked up Nanami. It was like, cool. I know what to do, fucking motherfucker. <laughs> and then proceeds, okay. and then proceeds oh that God. whole fight with Itadori to be a instigated piece of shit. Like, but uh, we're not gonna blow past shit. this though, <laughs> Nanami. <laughs> His death scene as a whole, but. I, <laughs> because you you knew the entire time that some bullshit was gonna happen mm-hmm. as this man was fighting it because as this man is you no know, fighting slow motion and stuff they got the soft ass music playing in the background and stuff this he, my he boy frolicking on the beach and shit and you just like oh god god damn it no no I mean, not, not why is he frolicking on the beach right now <laughs> he got one he got one foot as i said as i said while i was watching this episode he got he had one foot in the real world and one foot in the afterlife that's exactly why you're frolicking on the beach. And I'm just like, I, just all the signs are there. And I'm just like, I know some bullshit is going to happen. And then lo and behold, the, the camera just turn and there go that motherfucker right there. Mm-hmm. hit on. I'm just, well, there you go. There you go. You couldn't even, you couldn't even, and then like, I, so what's even more fucked up, kind of what I said exactly happened, but in a different way. I said that Mahito was going to get a rematch with Nanami and Itadora. I said that exact situation was going to happen again, but it theoretically did, but not how I wanted it. I, I'm done. I'm, I'm, <laughs> was, I don't I knew you said it was, I, you can't even really call it a rematch. It was just like a, a reunion. And then he killed one of them. And it was like, all right, now it's time to run my hands with you. And, like I said, Mahito, Mahito's just a problem. Um, besides the fact that he packed up Nanami, probably in one of the most disrespectful ways ever. Uh, the most disrespectful way. He ain't <laughs> have to do my boy like that. You could have gave him a, a one. You could have ran the ones with them a little bit. <laughs> just, Show some respect. Show some, came, where's your honor? Show some just, decorum. <laughs> just came up and tapped him. And it, 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 it really sucks because it's like, Nanami was done. He was legit like, he was like, man, what he did I think? Done. I like, he was like, what did I think I could? He was like, legitimately like on death's door. like, what, what do I think I could have accomplished? He saw his old best friend. And then he had to. If you were Nanami, would you have continued on or would you have went back? Like if I, you mean continued on where? Down into the strange station. Because theoretically he could have went back for help. Like went back where for oh you mean like where the principal and well the sources uh, and the principal and the medic was at yeah I I mean who's to say well I don't know who's to say he wasn't trying to get there and then the state he was in that's just kind of where he ended up I mean I think I would probably I think in his shoes I don't know it's really hard because like I don't even know if he was fully there like. And then I guess now that you mentioned it, like you said, with him maybe not necessarily being fully there, and then like you said, what if he would? We don't really know if he was trying to. Well, I I do think he. Well, I don't know if he really stated if he was like trying to leave my, or just continuing the fight. But I think it was it was kind my, of like implied that he was you know going to continue the fight and stuff like that. And, yeah, because well, that's how that's why I would think about it anyway. Because my, that based on what I've seen in Nami, he's not a person to quit when he knows people need his help. And the thing yeah. is, he he knew Itadori, Megumi, and Obara are their young children. 
um, that he had come back to kind of like train in the first place. Like, I think he was trying to make sure that the best outcome could happen. But at the end of the, like, he even said, like, what did I think my old ass could really do doing this? Like, I, I know how the jujitsu world works, basically. That's what he was thinking in this final moments when he, he even saw Habara, the first person he lost. Mm-hmm. And right before having to tell Itadori, it's up to you, kid. <laughs> and then, duh. Yeah. I think if I was put in that place, I think I'd probably do the same thing. I don't think I think in that situation, I don't think there's much you could do knowing that your forces are limited in the first place. Regroup. It's time to regroup. My thing just got essentially annihilated by Jogo. Uh, Megami is off knows where, but who knows what the hell that just came in and whooped up on Doggin, right? (laughs) It's time to go and regroup. My my thing is, regardless, I think of like where he, whichever way he went, he would have still had to deal with uh, the curse. Well, like the whatever the people affected by Mahito are called, he would still have to deal with them. And so that's a fight either way. That's my thing. Like I think even oh the the, the malformed was, humans. Yeah, I feel like even if he was trying to get back to the principle and stuff like that, that's still a far way. Like that was a ways. I mean, away. it's still a trick. Yes, and it is it's still, most likely it's still, still a trick. Yes. People. So like and. Like I said, I don't know if he he could have been doing two things. He could have been at one trying to find where the, the younger ones were, and then hopefully head back because he knew at that point they couldn't beat whatever you know. After dealing with Joko, they couldn't beat whatever the fuck else was there. Um, so like yeah. I said, it, it's hard. I think if I was, I don't know if I, I. I just think like if I was in that situation, I don't know if I'd do it different. Because yeah. Think you, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a crazy time, man. But yeah, man. But yeah, unfortunately, you know, Nanami has been, you know, taken out of the game. You know, once again, I I've already, you know, it now that and now that both, you know, Nanami and unfortunately Nabor have been taken out, and we're gonna get into Nabor a little bit later, it's kind of looking like a little bit more now. Um our boy that you mentioned with the megaphone last episode, you know, with him being the Sukuna's attack range of the domain expansion, it's kind of looking like that he might actually be packed up as well. Like that, now that we, now that we got confirmed, like niggas are dying, he might be, he might be gone as well. If not gone, at least seriously injured. Like, yes. <laughs> so, who knows how long, you know, Maki could probably, you know, be around. Well, then, hell, I guess I also forgot we lost a boy, lost Mechamara. Well, yeah, hell, Mechamara also got taken out by fucking my... He has to go. (laughs) Yeah. He has to go. I I almost forgot about Mechamaru. Taken out by the same guy. Ridiculous. Yeah, and then, again, Mahito's Mahito's not only a problem just because of that, but the fact, the the way he was fighting Itadori, this man, in the middle of the fight, pulled... Had made Junpei, brought Junpei back as a sock puppet and stabbed him. I was like, you trifling bitch. <laughs> you trifling bitch. <laughs> you trifling bitch. Because why would you do something like that? <laughs> and then and then Itidori yelled at him. He was like, what the fuck are you? And he was like, you don't have to yell. I'm like, oh my God, I hate him. <laughs> I can't I stand him. this motherfucker. But the fight itself, though, was amazing. Oh, I was loved, like how dynamic great. it was. Like, for especially example for when, I don't know what the hell it was, but like, I guess the wall of malformed humans that Mahito made up and how they was fighting in that small, no, you know, space, tight space yeah. against the wall, that shit was dope as fuck. Oh no, it was great. <laughs> Visual, look, look, I hate him. 
I, but his skill is it, 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 it's undeniable. I'm a hater, all right? I'm a hate. I'm a, <laughs> I'm an A grade. If Mahito has no haters, I have passed away in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I hundred percent. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, you know, after you know, we got the initial, you know, Isidore, you know, versus Mahito, you know, box up. You know, next episode comes. You know, he keeps boxing, and you know, we get get on the bar. Now, I'm for one, and now, what you got to say? I don't like that laugh. The way that laugh came in was not, that was diabolical. I don't know what it's about to say. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Though I am upset as well about DeBoer's death. For me, if, ever since season one, I was always of the book. What the fuck is Nabora gonna do with hammer and nails in this in this world of JJK? Are you, what is she going to do with hammer and nails? That was always so odd to me. And to be honest with you, I'm sorry I never really saw her make it alone because of her powers and just unless she stayed off to the side. But she did not. But she did not. Okay, but in that regard though, do you have? I do you question each how far Itadori's gonna make it because he only got punches. Mm-hmm. The it only kicks. reason I don't question him is because he has the whole thing going on with Sukuna right now. So he has a little bit of extra okay. plot armor going I, on that I bought in the girl in the board that is not going to have going on right I now guess for that, herself. She does not I, have a demon dwelling inside of her right now. Okay? I guess that's fair. The only reason I I never I, I never that never crossed my mind in terms of like her like what held her back, only because I got to see resonance and all the other stuff that she could do with the hammer and nails. Like Granted, I think where she was with her technique at the beginning wasn't great. But if Maymay can make it to fucking grade one, all she could do is control crows. Like I yeah, Nobara they definitely I mean, she more was equipped. bullets too. I'm just saying, like Maymay oh, got no, no, Maybe no, I'm sorry, that was that was her, that was somebody else. Maybe. But well Maybe was doing but Maymay has exploding crows. Okay, that's something completely different. They don't, all right? She makes them explode. It's not, that's yeah, not like they something they just explode. do. They still explode. It doesn't matter. They still explode. <laughs> doesn't what do you mean? Nothing a lot of stuff don't naturally explode. I, I mean, so, by but, but, but so do, the well, I'm saying so do the, But so do the nails. Hair, hair that's what hairpin is. They don't necessarily explode. Well, I get well, they don't necessarily explode. I guess they explode like curse energy I guess but they're still fucking hammer and nails at the end of the day we just saw Jogo versus Sukuna we saw Sukuna versus Mahagraga we saw Itadori versus Mahito hell we saw Nanami being up on the blind guy uh, she could barely even take the blind guy where did Nabora think she was going with these hammer and nails again you let her cook Granted, Mahito, <laughs> Mahito stopped her from cooking. He got her out That's the kitchen. That's all I was saying. But, she was my girl, too. Don't get me wrong. And I did love her. And I listen. She was working them hammer and nails. But I just always thought she wasn't going to make it far. Because, of, unfortunately, she was she was held back. She It's like she got a bad quirk. You know? Like, <laughs> it's just like she got a bad quirk. My God. I'm just saying, if Maymay can make it with crows, I feel like she could make it with her hammer and nails. Considering resonance May May is and also hairpin. more athletic. Than Nabori is true, true. But this is a person that was allowed to reach their potential. Unfortunately, we will never. <laughs> unfortunately, after this episode, we will never know. <laughs> Most likely, because fucking Mahito, goddamn fucking Mahito, fucking Mahito. Because the moment, the, the moment uh-huh. he realized, the moment he realized that she could also be also actually hurt him, he was like, "Hey, she gotta go." <laughs> 
basically yeah she she basically became a, a prime target unfortunately even though he was just you know he was probably gonna kill her anyways but like you said once he found out that he could actually harm her he definitely was like okay you definitely have to go now because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> as we all know not it basically takes a if you're if you're not gojo eat or itadori nobody else can really kill mahito or yeah or sakuda <laughs> but that I, you well, that's why i count that's why i just say itadori because yeah. no the you, you get it you know <laughs> yeah no, I, get you, I get you i get you i get you but yeah we just a, a series of unfortunate events that's that bait and switch was crazy because i'm just like and, and, and then on top of that there's I, the whole time that happened i was like the more you you go you you see this right like you you see the you see the switch happening right like you see him running towards you now right like you i think you, you already identified that there you know that there's two of them but you know like come on now put two and two together and even if it wasn't him like still don't let this man touch you and then no behold i was just, she got caught like again i think like i uh, was it aaron i was talking about this with aaron and he was like, that happened. He felt like she should have been able to react. But I was like, you have to understand. Unfortunately, as the audience member, we are seeing shit in like so in most, different, yeah, in different time yeah. frames than, than what other people are. I guess, are. but still, I don't know. I'm I'm with Aaron as well. I feel like she should have been able to react as well. Because I mean, she was reacting already so well, you know, in the in the, prior, the prior fight. It was like, you know, you run down a couple of steps and just, you know, lose your edge or something. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, 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 she came around a corner. She saw two mojitos and Itadori, and just got caught off guard. I, that's how I, I was like, that's just an unfortunate thing. But Granted, my, but I'm, my, but my thing is like, why is that throwing you off guard if you already identified that it's two of these motherfuckers before you even saw the second one? You already came to the conclusion and got the confirmation that he was a double. Uh-huh. Th- that's all I was saying. So it was like, if you didn't, if I mean, you I'm didn't not already saying- have, if you didn't already confirm that self, you know, with yourself by fighting him, okay, that's understandable. But like you had, we 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 saw it. She went, we saw her go through the realization herself. You know, we were all here for it. <laughs> we, only, we all watched the same my, episode. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for it, that she shouldn't have at least assumed that that could have been the real one or not. My only thing was like the only saving graces did, uh, was it is that I she doesn't know how many copies of Mojito there were. But the yeah, assumption is well, yeah. the assumption is hopefully that it's only two, but like also it could have we don't know. It could have been how one, but theoretically yeah. still why my thing is why why still take the chance. They, yeah. you know? No, no, you're right. You're right. I, I like I said for me it's just like I the way but I the, think about it, he was running yeah, full like he, speed. She yeah, came down the stairs. Say, yeah. And it's it just kind of it yeah. was just kind of an unfortunate thing. And but like you said, it's just the way, you know, from the, the viewer's perspective, we saw it a little bit different. But like different, you said, mm-hmm. it, from her perspective, like you said, it could have been just like that. You know, our boys, which we do know he was dashing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, he just, like you said, she got down the scissors. It was just. And he he was fully ready for the attack. She she wasn't. That, like, that's, yeah. that's basically what it was. And that, that as well as well. Unfortunately, you know, she he did know he was, she, you know, she was coming down the steps and things like that. But. I mean, I don't know, man. But and then, oh Lord, no, I, man, we started getting into Bora flashback, and I was like, why we, why are we getting into Bora flashback? What's going on <laughs> so, here? And I just want to say they, they they just kept going into, it and I was like, oh no, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I watched a very funny reaction of someone seeing that, and the moment the flashback started, he he just got depressed. He was like, oh, she gone. <laughs> Because at first he had hope, and then in the moment it started doing flashback, the flashback started, and you just well. 
there you go. Because like, because why else just, would we get in the board flashback here? We never talked about Nabor's past before. <laughs> there, yeah, we we. I mean, the, she only mentioned it that one when she actually got introduced. She just talked about mm-hmm. growing up in the country. That was it. Friends. I I'll say this. I I, I just hated it because the flashback was there to serve like as a thing that it just made it sadder. Like I was Basically, like, she had, I mean, that, that, she had friends that she was waiting to meet. <laughs> she had friends that she was waiting to meet. And then also it like drove home. The first thing, it, it, if you don't know back in like season one, Nobara talked about like letting people on to her life as if it was like a bus ride. And so mm-hmm. if you, if the chairs were to represent like the people that she allowed to actually like take up seats in mm-hmm. her life, that's why like at the end, after like seeing all the people that were sitting down, Itadori, Gojo, her friend from back home, Maki, all them. She looked at Itadori and said, I just want you to know, I just want you to tell them basically life wasn't so bad because she actually found people to, you know, ride on her, like, you know, take along her life with her. I was just like, God damn. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm not, I am not ready for this, you know, this week's um episode because, man. <laughs> I know it's going to go down even more because now, you know, I bought Itadori and, you know, let's touch up on this a little bit. He had to watch Mahito kill Nami and Nibora right in front of him. Not necessarily just knowing the fact that he Mm -hmm. killed them. He watched him kill them. You know what I mean? So, like, how do you think this is going to affect Itadori in the next episode? I mean, I'm just saying, like, not not, not even just, let's not even stop there. That's all after Sukuna made him you know like he kill all those people people yeah it, like he each door is fucked up but at this point <laughs> I, I i granted he got that that fucking combo he got in the middle of last episode was glorious Ooh. i could only imagine Ooh. the type Working. of shit i, I can only about to see i can yeah. only like you said man because he's only working imagine, his ass boy I, I need i need y'all to stop i need I, gay gay Get, stop torturing mm-hmm. the boy, please. The author, that's the oh, author's the author, name. The author, the author. <laughs> of, of, of Jujutsu Kaisen. Stop torturing Itadori. Spread, spread the damage around. Shit, God. <laughs> <laughs> spread the depression around. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. This man has had, nah, his man got kicked, is getting kicked in the balls like every yeah, episode I mean, right now. <laughs> now besides regular civilians, um, no, Sorcerer Rise, Itadori is the one that's taking the, the main blow right now <laughs> Psychologi- psychologically my boy is cooked please yeah you know it's it's wild man and then you know i'm gonna touch upon this a little bit as well because you know this is getting to some people hate it some people love it right um not being scared to kill off a character it's like I'm I'm sad that like you know these characters are dying, but at the same time it's like I'm happy because it's like like I, you know the author's not scared to actually kill somebody off. It's like you know it's not it, once it, once again you know we don't see that we don't get to see that too many times you know with our regular main characters. You know we get to see it with villains of course, but not with our regular characters mm-hmm. that we truly care about really a lot. You know sometimes you know here and there we'll get you know a side character we might you know care about. But like Nabor, for instance, she was part of like the main crew. Oop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the sacred, what some would ca- call an anime, the sacred trio. <laughs> yeah, the sacred trio, correct. And it's, they, he, you know, the author killed her off. Is is crazy? Like you know, when's think like just like you said like like that. When was the last time somebody from the trio, the main trio of you know of the group, got killed off? 
Think about it. Like, when was the last time something like that has happened? And I think, <laughs> but I think that's kind of like what JJK does really well. It takes like the premises of shonen stuff or like just common media tropes and not that like, I want to say that it flips on his, but subverts expectations. For instance, the strongest person in this show isn't a villain. It's the Correct. it's 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 the mentor. It is the guy. Like he's on our team. Now, granted, he gets captured, and that normally usually doesn't happen like that. <laughs> and then all shit, all hell breaks loose, and then we really, and then we see like what the consequences of that. And it really just goes to show you being a jujutsu, being a source, jujutsu sorcerer ain't ain't a walk in the park. It is no. not an easy job <laughs> by any means. Granted, I, I think the hidden inventory arc really sold that as well. But I think this just really drives it home. Like this is. The shit that they can that they can get into is immensely de- like crazy, because that yeah. like the shit we've just uh, like the past three episodes we that we've seen is was deaths on categorics like crazy scale. So it's just like it's crazy. I I I like it when when I I don't necessarily have a problem when it does that. Like I don't think people should be afraid to kill off important characters. If anything, I think we should get more of that because I too many times when a an important character is shown to be killed, everybody's like, oh, they're coming back in X amount of time. Lo and behold, sometimes they do come back. <laughs> yeah. Hell, but I'm even just saying, sometimes with the villains, you know, you'll kill a villain and it's like, oh, they, they done brought this, he done brought that man back. That's one thing I mm-hmm. didn't like. I, I, I don't really like about Dragon Ball that much, even though I, you know, I do enjoy the series, but I don't like like how some of the villains don't come back to life and stuff like that. But, you know, even though it's like part of the world and like how the world works and stuff like that, but still, it's just something I didn't really never liked about the series. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it depends on the person, but I think in terms of JJK, they've done it well. And they've, I mean, JJK is, is, is called one of the dark three for a reason. So like, <laughs> it, it, they just, they're just doing, it's just, they're doing what they've already said they're going to be doing, telling you a, a dark story. And, I just didn't think it was going to be this rapid back to back. Now, I know you wanted to ask the question, um, can it get any worse for here? <laughs> and unfortunately, yes, it can still yeah. get worse mm-hmm. from here. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm just going to go run through a couple of the ways I think in my head, um, because, you know, even though. Um, two of our major our S level threats have gone for the time being. There's still one is well, no, there's still two S level threats on the board right now, Mahito and um the fake ghetto, right? Uh-huh. Um right now he's fighting Mei Mei. Don't know how that's gonna turn out. Then what if he ends up killing her? Then now who now he's roaming around free, you know, <laughs> to do God knows what. Um we still don't know what's necessarily gonna come up come out of this Mahito versus Itadori. So, you know, Mahito could still potentially keep wreaking havoc <laughs> yeah. you know as he's doing unfortunately and then as well as just the main big picture um once again we don't really know the main reason behind ceiling um gojo. ceiling gojo other than you know he's gonna he's too strong you know we can't really defeat him he's gonna stop us from doing whatever we want to do but we don't know what they actually want to do we know they all we all, all we know is that they had to seal gojo in order to really do what they wanted to do but we don't know what that is just yet i mean yeah because what the belief was at first that oh we, we were gonna make curse spirits the basically like the ruling like the act the people basically we were, they were gonna be yeah. instead of instead of hiding from humans they were just gonna be all out and about but now we know that that's that fake ghetto. Most likely, that's not really, probably truly his plan. So, Correct, because that was ghetto's dream, you know, to you know 
make sorcerers, you know, the only people left on the world and stuff like that. But as we all know, like he just mentioned, Dev, we we don't know who the hell is in Ghetto's body right now. So we don't what, know what hell what the hell his ambitions is yeah, and things so, of that nature. So I I was I'll just say this for the JJK fan. Uh, strap in. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> this ride, this ride can only, I think, at this point. And I will really say, yeah, I just thought about it. Um, Utah, if you still need to come, but Toto, where the fuck are you? And uh, I'm thinking about that. Where are you? Yeah. Didn't didn't, didn't he pull up to Shibuya as well? We don't. I don't think so. I I believe out of like the people they showed us, that's what they got. I do uh-huh. think he is in reserve. But the, remember, the problem is they had that thing up keeping sorcerers out. So maybe out, he could yeah. potentially, maybe he could potentially show up now. But like. Well, I know they've been, you know, knocking veils down. I can't yeah. keep track. Oh my god, I can't keep track of which veils they don't knock down so far. I believe they have knocked down the one, the veil that was keeping sorcerers out, though, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I, 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 I do believe as well. Um, so we might see him. I just, the thing is, at this point, do we want to see him? I mean, uh, <laughs> well, now that you mention it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, technically, yes, because we need, we need, we help. need help. We do need help. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The the help the the two you know, we just had two people bite it and I, yes but I'm I mean but also as well we we never get to see Toto fully pop off as well so you know we we still Toto is good help you know what I mean like we mm-hmm. still ain't seen Toto at full capacity yet yeah true so <sighs> because the first time we saw him fight he was really just mentoring you know Itador and going right. you know back and forth with him and stuff like that he wasn't really trying to you know take the lead it was more about him teaching Itadori at that moment um but. Man, I just somebody listen. We need help. I, any <laughs> anybody? <laughs> we're we're, we're any, raising. We're, we're sending the the bat signal. Need, all right. We need reinforcements, and we need a therapist for Itadori on standby. Step. We like, on <laughs> standby because he's definitely gonna need it after this after this fight. Because boy, boy, I, I mean, where the hell do we go from here? I just. <laughs> I don't know, but from the from what the margaritas have been, uh, been saying, it, 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 the story gets more intense as 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 it I keeps mean, going. So. I see because man, I'm thinking like, how how do we de escalate the situation right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shit is still going crazy right now, even though once again the two S level threats are left. Sukuna can pop up back at any time because there's no telling what the hell these last five fingers at. And that's e- that's even that's even a more scary fact to think about. Sukuna only needs five fingers left now. <laughs> Shit's getting crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. But um, it's it's been it's hard to say. I want to say it's been a great ride, but after like the last episode, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. Like the story is good, but damn, this hurts. <laughs> yeah, and then also, I, I almost forgot about it's the the, the blood user still out there somewhere. I almost forgot about him. He's still running around out there. He's probably yeah, losing I, his mind, but uh, he's yeah, still out there though. I guess he could gain sanity, but I man, shit. <laughs> Just a lot going on right now. And then we already know he's strong because he he whooped he straight up whooped Itadori. All right, let's call it like it is. He whooped Itadori. Well, even though Itadori did put up a good fight, at the end of the day, he lost. All right, he lost. Mm-hmm. So, and then I guess, and I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna get up on out of here. Um, I am ready for a Itadori power up. I guess you know, Blackfish in a sense is a power up, but it's just like. 
You know, I guess it was back to what you were saying earlier. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need a little boxing, bit more. Boxing can only take punches. you. Boxing, boxing can only. Well, I guess so he has a special type of boxing. But, but yeah. unless he gets, unless his like athletic and speed gets like on the fucking you know Toji's and Sukuna's and even Gojo's level, something like that. Like something, something's gonna have to change besides just my hands. You know what I mean? Like something's gonna have to give. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I. Don't know if we're gonna get it this arc. We might. I don't. I don't know. But we're definitely gonna definitely see some of this next episode because, <laughs> like I said, both yeah. Nami and the board going out like that. So definitely something's going down next episode, and I can't wait for that. But man, yeah, I'm 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 waiting for Isadora power up. Yep. Yep. All right. But with, uh, with all that, guys, I'm go ahead and uh, get us on out of here. Please let us know what you guys are thinking of. Uh, you know, the recent JJK stuff and uh, what you were looking forward to if you got any hope left. <laughs> if you got any hope left, share, share some of that hope with us. Because, I mean, I had me, I already came to the conclusion that this wasn't going to be a happy ending, but uh, it's <laughs> sad that it ain't even a word anymore. <laughs> yeah. But um, with all that, guys, I appreciate you for watching this last listen. If you want to stay up to date on all things about the council, please consider following us on our social media. That is at Grown Otakus on Twitter and at Grown Otaku Council on everything else. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or the any uh, the audio other audio streaming platforms, please consider hitting the follow. Sharing um, really helps us grow. Um, we would also appreciate if you go and enjoy us on YouTube, at least hit that like and subscribe button. Um, really appreciate and help us out. Um, and for those on YouTube, you know, if you're subscribed and everything, make sure you're hitting that bell notification so you can stay up to date on all things when we, you know, upload, drop a short, anything of that nature. Really would appreciate it. Um, with all that said, guys, as always, um, you know, stay safe out there. Enjoy the holiday season. Um, continue to enjoy the anime that we're getting because it's been good. And I think, like, you know, with the season coming, with the winter season coming, it sounds like we're, you know, going to get a whole bunch of good new shit as well. Um, but this yeah. is I'll talk. Yeah. But this is Gurno's Talking Council saying, uh, meeting adjourned, everybody. Peace out. The last day.